Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Paid in Full Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Rausch, and this is episode number 16, and we're back. So um, first off, again, thank you guys for donating, everyone that's been contributing to the fundraiser we have going on. It's just been tremendous. Um, if you haven't yet donated to the Black Independent Artists and Musicians Fund, please do at paidinfullpodcast.com. Just you could do it right through the website. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just so appreciated. And uh, the money's been going directly to musicians, artists, producers, and just those who are aspiring to be in the music industry. Um, even those that, you know, if you need help with your resume, um, we have services for that too. So yeah, it's just, it's just been really, really great. So if you haven't yet donated, every dollar counts. Go ahead, do that now. You could also just uh, hit the link in my bio and it'll direct you there uh, as well. Also, um, everyone that's been participating in the one-on-one coaching that I've been doing, that's just been such a great experience for me, and I hope it's been valuable for you guys as well. Uh, If you want to do that and connect, you can go to my calendar uh, also through the website and book some time. It's uh, totally free, 30-minute sessions. We can just chop it up. Ask me anything. Um, I'm happy to share my knowledge and help uh, provide any guidance or, uh, you know, be a mentor for what you're trying to do. Um, if you have general questions, specific questions, or just want to come say hi, book some time with me. Happy to talk with you guys. Happy to connect. You guys are my community, and um, it's just yeah, it, it's such a great experience for me. And uh, I hope uh, everything that I've been sharing and connecting with for those that have participated uh, has been valuable. So, book some time and connect. Now, on today's episode, we're going to talk about a question I get often, and it revolves around the world of licensing, leasing, selling beats, sites like BeatStars and Airbit, and um, just this whole world of licensing beats. Now, mainly, I want to dive into ownership. Now, someone that talks about you know music publishing and copyrights and really trying to get you guys to understand exactly what you own, what splits, how does this work on the sound recording side, on the master side, how does this work on the publishing, the composition, the songwriting side. You know, I try to hammer this stuff in. Um, I know it can get really confusing and convoluted. And when you do deals on these sites and you get these different types of licenses that they offer, you guys have to read the language to understand exactly what you own. So I'm going to be diving into some of that today so you can start thinking more about um, are these opportunities the right ones for you, what the best thing to do is when you're on these sites and utilizing these services, and most importantly, what exactly you own. Now, I think these sites are tremendous. Uh, I know a lot of my listeners out there, you guys use these sites because you've been telling me and I've been getting DMs and questions so much about it. So um, I know they're useful. I know they're valuable. I personally think they're great. They're a great way for independent artists, uh, for your producer to make some money. And uh, if you're an artist and uh, or a songwriter to get beats really easily to, you know, it expands creativity. There's such a wide market out there of so many musical genres uh, and things to tap into. It's a great way to connect the creative world. I'm a big fan of these sites. But that being said, um, you also have to be careful on exactly uh, knowing what rights you have so you don't, um, you know, basically breach any of the the rights in the contract and uh, you know exactly how you're supposed to use these songs and like i said most importantly how much you own 
Now, I think this is coming off the heels on because I've been talking a lot about registrations with the PROs, the performance rights organizations like ASCAP and BMI and CSAC. And I've also been talking a lot about how to register your songs with the copyright office. Um, the questions I've been getting is like, hey, I got this beat off BeatStars. Um, am I allowed to do this? How do I do this? How do I, you know, how much of this song do I own? Those types of things. So, um, Let's dive right in, and um, I'm going to be kind of walking you guys through the uh, the process and what to kind of look out for. Now, this is mainly for those who are leasing the beats or licensing those beats, okay? For producers that are selling your beats, this is also good for you to know if you haven't read your contract um, for each one. I know you guys, when you're in a site like BeatStars, um, you can go and edit your contract and customize it and do some things. Uh, to make it, you know, however structured, however way you want. So you guys are in control of the contract. But those of you who are artists or songwriters that are actually paying for this music, um, I get this a lot of like, hey, did you read your contract with the producer that you have? And a lot of the time the answer is uh no, you know, or uh, what contract or maybe I did, but I don't remember what it said. And um you know, this is why I want to kind of dive in and uh, talk about it a little bit because it's just a common thing. You know, it's not always that artists necessarily go through with a fine tooth comb and read all the language in these contracts. So let's open it up. Um, today, you know, I'm going to be talking about just kind of one um, license and that's the non-exclusive license. It's really the most popular one. So that's why I wanted to spend time on it today. But um, as you guys know, with some of these sites, there's the non-exclusive license, there's exclusive licenses, and then there's also custom music licenses. Now, when um, uh, another quick thing I just want to add, when these sites say that you're buying and selling beats, the main kind of thing you should be thinking about is most of the time you're licensing beats. And you're, you're not necessarily buying anything because, um, unless it specifically says that in the contract, because in the world of copyright, buying means you're actually purchasing the rights. And those rights of, the, of either the sound recording or the publishing are getting assigned to you. So when, when you're buying something, think of it like, you know, like, like if, as if you're buying property. You're going to buy it and it's yours forever. And in the custom licenses or the exclusive licenses in these contracts, there may be language that does say that, but in the non-exclusive ones, the language does not say that. Um, it's non-exclusive and you're not really buying the beat. You're licensing, you're getting permission to use it. And that's really what a license is. A license grants you permission to use the rights of the song in a very specific way. And the same thing with a lot of different licenses, when you have, when you own the copyrights, um, you license those rights. You don't sell those rights. So when you do a non-exclusive license with a site like BeatStars and with a producer on BeatStars, you, you're not, you're not buying the beat. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a little particular about that because I want you to understand the terminology of what it actually means to buy something versus what it means to license, to get permission to use something in a very specific way, to get permission to use those rights in a very specific way. All right. Um, if you have questions on that, 
DM me. Um, but yeah, just, just, this is kind of terminology stuff that I'm super, super picky about. And, um, I, I really need you to understand it because we are dealing with assets. We are dealing with rights that you have that are protected under copyright law, which is federal law, very serious stuff here. So understand it. Okay. I'm going to push you guys for that every single time. Now, Let's talk about um, the non-exclusive license. This is the most basic type of license. It's the most common one. And um, it basically, uh, you know, every site is different. Every non-exclusive license can be different because you, you can edit it and you can, you know, as a producer, you can customize it. But basically, um, what it means is that the producer, the person who makes the music is going to license that music non-exclusively. So it can, that person, that producer can license it to as many people as they want. Um, and there's very specific terms. Um, it could be, you know, uh, a limited number of downloads, a limited number of streams, little limit, a limited, uh, exposure. Um, it's usually a term like a, like a set number of years. It can be up to 10 years. Uh, I know that's a very common one. Um, and there's different ways that you can use the beat um, that's, un, that's basically protected under the contract. So very specific ways you can do that. So definitely make sure you're reading your contract so you know exactly how you can use your music. And you're not going to breach the contract in any way and say like, wait, you know, uh, I thought I could use it for this. I thought just because I paid it that I can use it any way I want. It's just not the case. But I'm not going to get too deep into that because every contract can be a little different. But I do want to talk about ownership and what that actually means in these non-exclusive licenses. And again, look, this is uh, on basically in a general sense. Again, every license can be different. So you have to really look at the language. And usually there is a paragraph in these agreements that is uh, titled ownership. And that's the part you really want to pay attention to. Because um, when we talk about you know registering your songs with the copyright office or registering your song with a PRO, that all is based on that you actually own those rights. But when you do a non-exclusive license, almost every single one that I've seen, <laughs> so I'm going to say the majority, if not all, means that the producer owns all the rights. You as an artist or a songwriter, when you license that beat from a producer, you don't own it. You don't own it at all in these non-exclusive licenses, okay? That's the first thing you need to know. So when I get the question of like, hey, Joe, can you help me register my song? My first thing to you is sure. Where did you get it? If your answer is, oh, I got it from a producer from BeatStars, um, and we split it 50-50. I go, what do you mean you split it 50-50? You're like, well, I think we split it 50-50. I'm like, um, let me see the contract. And then usually it's a non-exclusive license. You didn't split anything 50-50 and they own all the rights. So there's not much you can really do. Now let's break that down. Um, and this is why you have to be careful because what you think you might be doing, like, hey, I did the lyrics, they did the music. Um, in exclusive ones or custom licenses, yeah, you can split things 50-50, but in the non-exclusive ones, the producer usually owns everything, okay? That's something you have to really, really pay attention to because I don't want you registering your songs with a copyright office or a PRO if you don't actually own the rights. So let's break this down. Now, remember, there's two sides to a song. There's the sound recording side, the master side, and then there's the songwriting, the publishing side. So first, the sound recording side. 
in non-exclusive licenses, the producer owns the sound recording. That's just the way it is. They own all the rights, title, and interest into those rights. You cannot register the sound recording with the copyright office. You do not own it. Now, with the publishing, it's the same thing. The producer owns 100% of the publishing. You cannot go to the copyright office and register your songs as if you are the claimant or the author of that song. You don't have the rights. They own the rights to the publishing. Now, there's a, often I've seen this, again, this is in a general sense and why you have to look at your, your personal agreement that you sign, but I've seen this a lot where it says the producer owns, this is very specific to the publishing, the producer owns 100% of the publisher's share, but the writer's share is split 50% to the producer, 50% to the songwriter, which often is the artist because they do the lyrics. So let me walk through on what this really means. So let's talk about publishing because sound recording side, you don't know. Don't even touch that. But publishing, there might be a little piece of this pie that you get, okay? Now, remember in publishing, a song is split into two sides. The publisher side is 50% publisher side, 50% writer side, okay? So think of it like a pie. And I've, I've said this in past episodes. I'm going to say it again. Think of it like a pie or a pizza or anything round. Split it down the middle. Half publisher share, half writer share. It's like, that's why when you go to ASCAP or BMI, they say, do you want to sign up as a writer account or a publisher account? And I always say, do both because there's two sides to every song. Okay. Now, in these non-exclusive types of licensing deals, the producer usually gets all of the publisher side. So when you look at that circle, half of it goes to the producer, publisher share, okay? Now, on the writer share, the 50% writer side, the producer gets half of that as well. So meaning they get 50% of the publisher share and then half of the writer share, they get 75% of the total song you get only half of the writer's share, which is just 25% of the total song. Now, that could be confusing, and I'll have visuals on this, so look at my IG uh, when, you're, when you're done with this episode, and I'll have a chart that breaks this down so you can see exactly how much you may own. So, producers out there that are making beats, you own the majority of the song. Artists slash songwriters, because if you're an artist and you wrote the lyrics, uh, you are also a songwriter, you only own 25%, a very small portion of that song. And that small portion usually is attributed because you wrote the lyrics. So that's a, that's a huge thing you guys have to be aware of when thinking about your actual ownership is that when you do these non-exclusive licenses, your ownership is extremely limited, if at all. And when you're trying to register those songs, say you did a non-exclusive license and you say, I want to register this song with BMI, usually one, you can't because the producer will often have 100% administration rights. However, I have seen provisions in some of these agreements that say, you know, if you want to register the song, then 
you know, look, the producer is going to have 100% administration rights because that means they they basically will manage all the rights to the song. But if you wanted to, to register this new work with ASCAP or BMI, you can. You just have to do it where the producer gets 100% of the publisher share and 50% of the writer share, and you just get your other 50% of the writer share. So that's how you would register it. But again, you have to look into the specific language of your contract on exactly what it says. But I've seen that type of language um, exist in some of these uh, in some of these contracts. So you may be able to register a portion of your writer share and uh, possibly uh, get some of those performance royalties that come through there. But again, you got to read this stuff. Now, um, let's talk about those administration rights uh, real quick. Administration rights means the the person who has that, who has 100% administration rights, controls the song. So they control all approvals. They control the royalty collection. They, they control the registrations. They control basically everything of the song. Administration kind of means management. So if you have 100% administration rights, that means you manage 100% of the song. So as someone who leases uh, these non, you know, do, does these non-exclusive license and, and licenses these beats, you really don't have a lot of control in the actual song itself. Um, the producer really does have the control in those rights. So, and this, this, like I said, is mainly about ownership. There's other provisions in there that explicitly say how you can, you know, use the music. You could, they could say like, look, you can use this song on you know, in, in performances and in live and terrestrial radio, you can put it out on iTunes, you can put it out on the streaming services. So they have language that permits you to do things and allows you to do things with the song. But when it comes to the actual ownership, that's not the case. The producer often will own all of the rights to the song. So what does that really mean now when we start thinking about Leasing, uh, leasing or licensing these types of beats if you're an artist. Well, is there an advantage to that? And why the, you know, yes, there's still an advantage. Uh, I'm not saying this is bad, you know, just because you don't own the rights in your song doesn't mean it's always bad. There's still a lot of benefits in doing these non-exclusive licenses because one, the budget is very, very low, a lot less than it would be for an exclusive or a custom and um, sometimes you don't know how well the song is going to go. Sometimes you just want to get music out. Sometimes you're experimenting with songwriting and you don't want to break a huge budget on um, on a song and you want to say, hey, I'm fine with it being non-exclusive. Maybe it becomes a hit. Maybe it doesn't. But, uh, you know, this is where my budget is right now and I'm fine with this. Well, the point of that is like, great, you can do all those things. You just don't own it. And that means, you know, you, there, there's just no ownership there. I just want to be very clear. If you really want to own your songs, that's when you have to shift to the exclusive or the custom types of licenses where, you know, if you think, hey, I'm going all in on this song. I really love this beat. I think this song is going to be a smash. I'm, I'm going to put some marketing money behind it. Then what you should do is say, look, I want an exclusive license with this. And you also want to make sure that the beat hasn't been licensed before in a non-exclusive way. If you want to do an exclusive one, because you may have that version out with other artists, other rappers, other singers already out. And you don't want to, your exclusive license basically doesn't mean much at that point. So if you want to have an exclusive license, um, 
one, definitely make sure it hasn't been used before. And two, this is where you want to be a little more um, in tune with what is your ownership of that? Because even in these exclusive licenses, you may not have ownership. You just may have the right to use it exclusively, but the ownership actually may still fall with the producer. So that's when you get into kind of the talk of a custom license where you say, you know, and this is where it can get really pricey too, but it can be worth it. If again, if you really believe in your song and you want to maintain the ownership of it, then perhaps you can discuss with the producer of saying, Hey, I want to create a custom license where maybe we split the ownership. I own 50% of the sound recording and 50% of the publishing and you own the other 50%. Let's split everything down the middle in terms of actual ownership. So that's a really, really important key point. Now, when you have that ownership, that's when you can get rights uh, from by, by copyright law. That's when you can register your songs and get your royalties. That's when you can actually own this song um, for, for the life of it and own that actual copyright. And when we talk so much about ownership, that's where so much of the value is. So even though it's often very expensive to do these types of deals with producers, I would encourage you to do to do these types of deals if you really felt um, and believed in your song and really was putting a lot of resources um, and effort and marketing and things into it that are going to really propel it to that next phase. You might as well try to get an exclusive or custom license. Um, I, I just think you know anything where you can try to own some of that is really really important. But that doesn't diminish the non-exclusive licenses because those can be great for so many artists, especially those that are, that are starting out that just want to, you know, get some beats, do some writing, maybe do some test release, you know, understand the the distribution landscape, understand how everything works. Um, it's just a good way to, to, to really get started. So I think the non-exclusive licenses, even though you don't own anything, there still can be, there, there still can be value there in other ways into getting your career started and experimenting and being creative and in your songwriting and your artistry and things like that. But I just wanted to be really clear with you guys about exactly what the ownership is because I, again, I get so many questions now that you guys are tuned in and you're signing up for ASCAP, you're signing up for BMI, you're going on the copyright uh, copyright website and you want to register your songs because you want to protect them. And then I say, hey, where'd you get that song? And you're like, I got it from BeatStars. I'm like, okay, great. What kind of license is it? You're like, it's a non-exclusive license. I said, well, you can't do anything then. You, you, you can't register it there. You, you don't own this, okay? So I want to be really, really clear about that. And I, that's why I felt, uh, you know, again, to do an episode talking really about this kind of ownership provision that exists in these contracts. So definitely read those contracts. And for producers, this is the other side now, um, this is also really, really good for you to know because you guys own these rights in these non-exclusive deals. So you have to protect that too. Make sure that when you're licensing songs on a non-exclusive basis, when you're licensing these beats, be careful on how those artists are using them. Make sure they're not registering them uh, without your permission or without the authority. Make sure they're not registering them with the copyright office or the PROs or or claiming copyright ownership because you have the ownership. Protect that. When you do a non-exclusive license, protect your music. Make sure no one else is claiming anything that they're not supposed to. 
So, um, because this is very valuable, this is, uh, you know, the music you created, this is the asset that you created, you own the rights to that. So you also have to make sure you're protecting those rights. And that's why you do these types of contracts. So don't just, you know, collect your, your fee, your $30 or $50 for the non-exclusive fee or a hundred dollars and forget about it. Make sure this stuff is protected because this is part of the catalog that you're building as well. All right, and and it's it's really really important that none of your rights are being breached, and I think when producers and artists can both really understand the ownership, really understand the terms of these contracts and licenses, um, the better you guys can work together to build something special, and you know you guys are coming in at kind of even even ground here. So understand who owns the rights, who owns what, become more collaborative. And understand where your music is going. And I, I just think that's that's the real key here is understanding the ownership. So whether you're an artist or a producer, look at the contracts, read those provisions, make sure you understand it. It's um it's 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 super, super important because these are the rights, this is what's protected, and um this is where a lot of value is. It's it's within the ownership. All right. If you have any questions about these types of agreements, let me know. Um, I'm happy to take a look at, at the ones that you have. Um, if you have any questions on, hey, I think I signed something that I didn't mean to, or hey, I signed a non-exclusive license, but I accidentally made a registration. How do I remove that or how do I change it? There's ways to fix these things. And sometimes we we do things because we don't fully understand them and mistakes happen, things happen. But if you really want to understand this better or, or still confused, um, or just want to, you know, talk more about it, hit me up, DM me. I'm happy to take a look at anything. I'm happy to talk about these things. But uh, again, I do think these sites where, um, you know, you, you can license beats, I, I really do think they add tremendous value to the music industry, especially for independent artists and producers. A lot of people can make livings off that. Um, it's it's just, it's just a, a great resource for creativity. But Definitely know what you own, what you don't own, and understand the terms of these contracts. Read the paperwork. Always get in the habit of reading the paperwork. And uh, in, in future episodes, I'm going to be breaking down different contract terms, um, you know, more in depth, where you can really start understanding what everything means. I, I always encourage people to, hey, before you sign anything, always have a lawyer look at it, but. Um, more importantly, understand it yourself. Read through this line by line. If you don't understand it, ask questions, do some research, try, you know, connect with the producers, understand this language. It will help you understand exactly what you own, what you control and what you can do. All right. So, uh, I appreciate you guys listening again, feel free to, to hit me up on Instagram. You can send me a message through paidinfullpodcast.com. go to the website, um, and I'm, I'm happy to take a look. And if you haven't yet, book some coaching time with me. Let's sit down. Let's connect. All right. That being said, thank you again for listening. Hopefully, I was able to shed some light on that very common question that I get all the time. And, uh, and until the next time, thanks again. And I will see you on the next episode. Peace.